We're told that in the last days, God is going to shake everything that can be shaken, including our economy and financial system. Today, Jonathan talks with financial expert, Norm Franz, who will be giving Bible-based financial insights to help you to secure your finances in these turbulent times. Today on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. The Bible is filled with prophecies concerning the time known as the last days. We're exhorted throughout Scripture to pay close attention to the signs and to be prepared. In Matthew 25, verse 13, Jesus himself exhorts his disciples Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Now, I believe that we're in those days and we need to be prepared for what's ahead. One area of preparation is our finances. In the last days, there's going to be economic turmoil. Our guest today is an expert in this area. He brings practical solutions and tips to survive and even prosper in the midst of financial crisis. He's an economist, pastor, and teacher. Please welcome back to Jewish Voice, Norm Franz. Norm, I'm so glad you're back with us. Welcome back, my brother. Good to see you. Welcome. Well, we haven't had you on the program in about two years now, and there's a lot that's gone on. We, we met up in Colorado recently, and you shared with me that so much has happened since the last time you were on the program. I want to go back to 2010. It's a Shabbat in 2010, and the Lord gave you a prophetic word. I want to start there. Okay. Um, he just, it was during a praise and worship service, and he just began to speak to me that all order is about to be lost. And I got the sense that there was a magnanimous change that was coming to our global world system. It was going to be like uh, the crises were going to be put in uh, overdrive. And he said that um, he said that it was going to be uh, the order was going to be lost in uh, the political, the financial, the civil order was going to be lost, uh, religious order was going to be lost, and family order was going to be lost. And that was August of 2010. And as most of us remember, uh, in January of 2011, just a few months later, uh, started the Arab Spring, which started the whole world system just defaulting into more and more chaos in all of those areas, uh, even coming to the United States in many of those areas. So talk about the loss of financial order in the Middle East. Israel's an exception, I think. So yes, absolutely. talk about that. Well, the loss of financial order, whenever you, um, whenever there's an overturning of the existing basis of society, in other words, when you go from one empire or world order to another, there's always two things that are present. One is financial crises and the other one is war. Um, in our recent history, the last hundred years or so, you had, you had the situation in, um, uh, right out of, right coming into the first of the 1900s, financial crisis on a global scale, and then of course 1919, you had World War I. Out the backside of World War I, you had the League of Nations uh, system, and then you had financial crises in World War II, and then you had the United Nations system. So Those is there were a pattern where financial crisis 
and inflation leads to war, in effect, becomes the solution, the correction Absolutely. to the financial crisis? The, the, the financial crisis kind of softens everybody up. It, it, kind of, it kind of wears them down and so on and so forth. And then war comes and just kind of pushes that, that change down the birth canal, so to speak. And it wipes a lot of everything out. And you kind of have to start all over. But boundaries change. The system changes. Um, uh, the whole operation of the global world order changes for a new order. And that's what we're looking at. And, and most of your globalists are talking about a new world order. I want to talk about the financial crisis that you see looming ahead that is connected with the wrap-up. Okay. Well, you know, uh, in our previous shows that we've, that we've done together um, a couple of years ago, um, uh, we talked about the financial crises that had been, what, what was taking place in 2007, 2008, and part of 2009. And, and basically, Jonathan, the same thing is just repeating itself only this time, it's happening in so many nations around the world. We keep working out of it somehow. Why is, how is that happening? Well, that's what, that's what they're telling us. But what we don't realize is, is that the same thing that caused the problem before, the, and it's a, there are debt bubbles. Everything is solved with debt. And it really doesn't fix itself. We have oh, a big printing press. You we say. have a big printing press. We have the biggest printing press in the world in the Federal Reserve. And so, but the bottom line is this, is that all that they have done, they haven't fixed anything. They've just rolled the debt over, debt, plus the principal plus the interest, and they've thrown more, they've had to borrow more money to do that, and they fixed it temporarily. And then right now, I mean, look at our deficit and how it's grown how can since this, then. How can we keep avoiding this? We, we can't. It, it, it goes on at, at some point in time, the, the, the biggest of all of the nations that are doing this, which is the United States, will default on its debt. Any small business that had the kind of debt ratio that the, our government has would be out of bit, we would be bankrupt. Mm -hmm. But is it because the U.S. is just such a large economy that this can keep getting pushed off? Well, there's, a, there's a, um, almost an endless ability to borrow money because the Federal Reserve will go ahead. And what it did in the, in the quantitative easing, is the Federal Reserve was basically buying U.S. bonds through and, and then putting that put money into the government, and they were also buying mortgages and, and financing mortgages. That was the only thing, and, and here in Arizona, you know what kind of real estate crisis you had down here. I mean, it was, it was, it was worse down here, much more so in Colorado, that. yeah. And, and the bottom line is, is that if, if the Federal Reserve hadn't come in and started just printing money, basically, and putting it into the housing market, um, the real estate market would have totally collapsed. And even the, even the leveling out and a little bit of recovery that we're getting now, that's all based on the same thing that collapsed it in the first time. And how do you see this tying into the last days? Well, um, the scripture talks about in Revelation chapter 18, when he's talking about the judgment of Babylon, and it says all of the all of the merchants of the earth they weep and they mourn, because the the wealth such and they say how can such great wealth be destroyed in one hour, and see the truth is when you have one here one day you're here with your wealth and the next day you're here. That's not righteous wealth. That's not biblical wealth. That's, a, that's an artificial wealth that's built on a lie. And that's how people go from being, being 
rich one moment and poor the next. Proverbs 8 says, is an enduring wealth. In other words, it endures the crises. Enduring the crises. Norm is a, an economist and a man who hears from God and uh, he has something to say that you need to hear. We'll be right back. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a recently identified community of the Beta Israel tribe near Gondar, Ethiopia. These people have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries, but have recently been subjected to brutal persecution by their neighbors because of this distinctiveness. We urgently need your help to equip and fund this final outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll say thank you by sending you the timely and powerful resource by Norm Franz mentioned on today's broadcast. His six DVD series titled Finances in the Biblical Community. This eye-opening series will teach you how to apply God's laws to your finances, and it will help protect you from what could be a collapse of the world's financial system. For a limited time, it's yours for any gift of support. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll also send you our provider edition of Confessing the Hebrew Scriptures. This book and companion audio CD will lead you step-by-step step into proclaiming in the original Hebrew language, God's wonderful promises concerning provision. Plus, you'll receive Norm Franz's timely and practical book, Money and Wealth in the New Millennium. This entire bundle is yours for a limited time with any life-saving gift of $100 or more. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. My guest is Norm Franz, and we're discussing economics in the last days. And Norm, uh, you have uh, just released a DVD series. It's so important, Finances in the Biblical Community. Can you just give us an overview what's what's in this? Well, you know, we've talked a lot about the financial crisis that is coming, and it's nothing new. It just repeats itself, and just each financial crisis is just bigger and bigger and bigger, and ultimately our current world system is going to go over the edge. That's nothing new. We know it's coming. Don't know exactly when, but we know it's coming. Is that an absolute certainty that the economy will fail as an economist? Well, it's a, it's a financial system that will fail. There'll always be an economy, it, even if you and I can barter you know, a pair of shoes for a bicycle or whatever. There will always be an economy. But the financial system 
that is used to finance that is based on dishonest weights and measures on a global level. And so, and so because of that, it can't survive because it violates the law of God, a major law of God, uh, not to use dishonest weights and measures. And that's specifically in the monetary system. And that's what we've talked about in the past and with the book, Money and Wealth and New Millennium. What this does, what finances in the biblical community does, it helps us to understand when God says, come out of her, my people, what does that mean? It means, it doesn't mean we go to a cave in the mountains where I live in Colorado and eat beans together. That's not what he's talking about. What he's saying is the way we come out of that Babylonian system is that we just simply do it God's way versus the ways of the world because they aren't working. God says, I have a way and they're all in God's Torah, his teaching and his instruction. And so what I've done is I've just gone in and I pulled some of those things out and it includes giving, but there's more than just giving. It's how all of that comes together structurally to benefit the entire community, the priesthood, the individual giver, the poor, the widows, the orphans, the Gentiles, and so on and so forth. Now as an economist, Norman, one who understands the times we live in, what are some of the pitfalls that you can help us avoid I think this is so important to get our finances in line with the scriptures. This is for the, the, the priest as well as the parishioner. I mean, because the priesthood has to come back and start handling the money right in the church in the, so that the whole body uh, benefits. And, and the pitfalls, the, the, the biggest pitfall, of course, is debt. And Jonathan, what I'm seeing right now, even some people that have, uh, that had gotten uh, the book and done the, some of the things that we encourage them to do and got themselves out of debt and were, and were moving on with the Lord, some of them have been kind of drawn back into the world's way of prospering because all the talking heads out there are saying, just invest in the stock market and let's do some leverage uh, investing and all that kind of stuff. And they're getting back into it. They're even go back, going back in, borrowing money to buy houses to try and flip them and so on and so forth. And that's just, it's just another bubble that it's on and that's going to pop. Totally unstable. Now, what do you suggest for people who are imprisoned by debt? Because I know that there's a lot of people watching right now who are in serious debt. What do you, what do you say to them? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to repent. We have to turn away from doing it that way, and we have to come back to His ways. Deuteronomy 28 is very clear. If you keep my commandments, I will raise you up above the nations. We can't be, God can't raise us above the nations if we're walking like the nations. And then it goes on and it says that if you keep my commandments, you'll be a lender and not a, a borrower. And so, and so the first thing we have to do is come back to his way of doing things. And the first thing is to get out of debt. Because if you're in debt, you're a slave to the lender. That's, that's all that there is to it. And I found that out in my experience in 1987 when the stock market crashed and I lost everything. And, you know, with the, with the um, debtors or the, the lenders coming to my door and saying, Mr. Franz, you owe this and owe that, God allowed me to experience what it was like to be a slave to the lender. And when I cried out to God and I said, Lord, I said, deliver me from this Babylonian system, because that's when he began to reveal it to me. 
He said, Norm, he said, I can't take you out of Babylon until I take Babylon out of you. <laughs> and the truth was that I wasn't really trusting God for my provision. I was trusting the banker for my provision because every time I needed a new car or clothes or whatever, I would go down to the bank and get a loan to do it. And, and, and I had to repent of that. And when I did that, he just said, if, I said, how are you going to get me out of this? Because my debt was massive. And I said, how are you going to get, this, get me out of this? And he spoke to my heart and he said, if you will repent and keep my commandments, I will deliver you. Amen. And he has. We just have a minute left, but a quick question. People that are watching, and, and I know some right now, that are really in debt. I mean, they're really struggling and they've been faithful tithers. What do you say to those people? Well, I say good. That's a good thing to do. But the thing about prosperity is, is you can't just pick and choose what commandments you want to keep. And tithing is good, but it's not the end all of, uh, of how you prosper. I'll give you an example. Do you realize that the, if we bless Israel, God will bless us? And that, and that has to do with our prosperity. Do you realize that that promise to bless us, if we bless Israel came before the tithe. This may be uh, God's solution for your situation. There's practical solutions in this series that will help you not only to survive, but to prosper in what may be a coming financial collapse. And uh, we'll tell you how to get that in just a moment. But first, an important update on a tribe of Jewish people who desperately need your help. Stay with us. Here at Jewish Voice, we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah, to the Jew first and also to the nations. One key way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a recently identified community of the Beta Israel tribe near Gondar, Ethiopia. These people have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries, but have recently been subjected to brutal persecution by their neighbors because of this distinctiveness. We urgently need your help to equip and fund this final outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll say thank you by sending you the timely and powerful resource by Norm Franz mentioned on today's broadcast. His six-DVD series titled Finances in the Biblical Community. This eye-opening series will teach you how to apply God's laws to your finances, and it will help protect you from what could be a collapse of the world's financial system. For a limited time, it's yours for any gift of support. If God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more today to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll also send you our provider edition of Confessing the Hebrew Scriptures. This book and companion audio CD will lead you step-by-step step into proclaiming in the original Hebrew language, God's wonderful promises concerning provision. Plus, you'll receive Norm Franz's timely and practical book, 
money and wealth in the new millennium. This entire bundle is yours for a limited time with any life-saving gift of $100 or more. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. I'm here in Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, with an amazing view behind me of the ancient city of Jerusalem. This is the city that it talks about in the Psalms, it talks about in the New Testament. Uh, this was the city that existed in the time of Yeshua, very, very similar to this. The scripture talks a lot about Zion and Mount Zion. Uh, David wrote a lot about Mount Zion. This was the place that he worshiped from. It, it's the, the correct place we know from archeological evidence. This is the place that David was buried in, and it's also the location of the Last Supper, which was a Passover meal that Yeshua celebrated with his disciples on Mount Zion. And there's a traditional place, the room of the Last Supper. It's, it's likely not the right place, but it's, or the right room, but it's the right area. Probably below that, Yeshua celebrated that final Passover meal with his disciples. He, uh, this is where he told us that uh, his body would be broken for us, his blood would be shed for the remission of sins, and that we wouldn't see him again until the, the kingdom would come. Now, it was from the Mount of Olives somewhere here, here or very near here, that Jesus looked over Jerusalem, very much as it looks today except for the Dome of the Rock, which in the time of Yeshua was this magnificent, magnificent temple and uh, he, he was moved with empathy. And this is what he says in verse 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I've longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate, for I tell you, you will not see me again until you say in Hebrew, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. When he entered Jerusalem, there were those that has eyes to see, and they were waving the palm branches. This is something that we do at Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles, but it's a messianic act. We're declaring Psalm 118, uh, which is where this comes from, and uh, we're, we're, we're asking the Messiah to come without understanding that he's come already. Jewish people that have this blindness that keeps them from recognizing who Yeshua is are waving these branches, the lulav, the palm branches, as they did as Yeshua entered, and they're declaring, come Messiah, Psalm 118, which tells us that the stone that the builders have rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Of course, it's talking about Yeshua. It's talking about Jesus. Eventually, they will look upon him whom they have pierced, as we're told in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, and will recognize, they'll recognize who he is. Messianic Jews are Jews who have had the blindness removed from their eyes, and we recognize that Yeshua Jesus is our Messiah. He was the one prophesied in our own scriptures, and so we don't stop being Jewish because we found the Messiah of Israel. We're still Jews 
we've simply become messianic in understanding that Yeshua, Jesus, is our promised Messiah. And he said, you won't see me again uh, until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And he cried over Jerusalem and said, I've longed to gather you. I've longed for you to understand the truths of the kingdom of God. I've longed for you to find salvation in my name, but you would not listen and you won't see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You won't see me again until you recognize who I am. The good news is, is the Bible is very clear that the day will come when all Israel shall be saved, when Jerusalem will cry out to him as a people, as a nation. And this is why it's so important that Jerusalem had to come back under the control of the Jewish people, because it's the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the Jews, that must cry out Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord before Yeshua, Jesus, can return. And he is going to return. The Bible's very clear about that. And he's going to return to this place, the Mount of Olives, and he's going to go through the gate known as the Golden Gate or the Eastern Gate, and he's going to establish his kingdom here in Jerusalem. There's so much need in the world, sometimes it, it's just overwhelming. But God calls us to minister to one person at a time, and together we can make a difference. I prayed for a frightened mother in Zimbabwe whose baby was suffering terribly. I watched tears run down her face as our doctor provided care. I've seen a lame teenage girl drag herself down the street on her hands because God told her he had a wheelchair waiting for her. Amazingly, someone had donated funds for two new wheelchairs. We'd shipped them over with the medicines. She left wheeling herself down the street in her shiny new wheelchair, a huge smile on her face. One life changed at a time, and as a result, thousands of lives have now been transformed. But thousands more still need our help. Will you help us change lives? Will you be his voice? Will you be the one that says yes and allows God to use you to demonstrate his compassion and share his message of eternal life? I hope so. We need your help. They need your help. Be his voice. For more information, go to jewishvoice.tv or call 1-800-299-9374. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, eye surgeries, all free of charge, but most importantly, we share the gospel. And it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. But we need your help. I wanna ask you to be part of saving lives, of transforming lives and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today. Will you consider doing that? I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you. You can call or click or right now 
to share and request them all. And remember, your generous gift is going to be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish Voice. Well, that's all the time we have for today as I leave you. I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible promises they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.